of course I could sit there and like, oh, that's the worst thing and my childhood sucked and this and that. But does it help? Of course not. <laughs> like you said, you can find you can find light you can find light in any dark situation. Yeah, and that I think that's the key. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good whatever, and welcome to another episode of The Vegan Life. Today, the one and only Miles, aka the Tahini King, aka the guy who eats more watermelon than everyone else, aka healthy, crazy, cool, aka the guy who makes 150,000 people happy on YouTube, steps by. Miles, first, the most important question. How much money do you spend every single month on tahini and watermelon? Oh my god, if I even start to think about that. Honestly, I think I spend more money on tahini and watermelon than I spend on rent. I You're not joking. I'm not no, I'm I'm kind of joking. But actually, I try not to add it up because I feel like I'd be afraid to know if I actually knew. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of been Yeah, I feel like my food bill in the summer has just shot up because the watermelon, I mean, you know. When did that obsession start? <laughs> I don't know. I guess a couple of years back. I mean, I've been vegan for four years. Mm-hmm. And typically, I don't eat a lot of fruit during the winter time. You know what it's like in the cold climate, right? Like, you know, Germany, UK, we don't get good fruit in the winter. So when it's the summer, I just dive on you it. You go bananas. Go bananas. I take full advantage, you know? So there was a time where Miles ate instead of watermelon and tahini fish and meat there was a time there was a, yeah I, I guess yeah like I said I've only been fully vegan for four years but um, before that I was never a big animal eater I'm not sure about you I mean yeah. I, I was oh eating- brother oh you were <laughs> yeah a hundred percent okay so my my diet was like I was a bodybuilder yeah I know, so yeah. Um, I quit dairy when I was I think 15 or 16 because I re- had really bad ac- uh, acne but I ate so much chicken. That's why I can't judge at all. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was strange. I I grew up in like a Persian family. My father is Persian. 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 My father is Persian. They eat ta- uh, No, it makes sense. They eat a lot of hummus, right? Persian. Uh, yeah, I think so. Kind of. Yeah, and tahini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I can blame it on that. But like, no, the, the <laughs> meat thing, like, it's part of. It's kind of. I'm only half Persian, but I grew up in the UK, so. But it was still a big part of my father's culture to have like a lot of chicken, meat, rice. Okay, such so a cultural. It was a cultural thing, but mm-hmm. I always had problems eating animal food since I was young. Of course, not because of health. Like, I, you don't. As a kid, you don't care what you eat, right? I was about to say that. But like, um, I just didn't like putting it in my mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what she said. And then, so yeah, I never used to eat a lot of animal produce. But then, like when I was in in sport, like in professional tennis, um, yeah. they would force me to eat fish, eggs, dairy, a lot of dairy, a lot of whey Why? protein. Why? Because it's well, because that you know that was like ten years ago, and back then there wasn't even many vegetarian athletes, let alone vegan athletes. Mm-hmm. I think, of course, times are changing amazingly now. 
But yeah, back then they it, it was kind of the misconception that for power, for strength, for endurance, for muscle, that you needed animal protein. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, and, yeah, and I and I didn't feel good when I ate it. It was just like it, I was naturally told not to eat it. So when I was given my own choice, mm-hmm. I just stopped eating them. Wow, beautiful. I wanted actually to talk later about the whole like. Ta- uh, tent. I was about to table say tennis. Ta- table tennis because I saw you playing table tennis yesterday <laughs> and it was so funny because you're... <laughs> ah, the tennis swing. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, when did that start? What? Like The whole tennis thing. You were like a professional athlete. Yeah, right? yeah. So I... Just Must be insane. It's pretty... Yeah. I like, listened to uh, Novak Djokovic. Yeah, I used to travel with him. Really? He was a, we're the same age. So, yeah, he's a very, very... He used to be a very good friend of mine. We trained together in... I'll tell you all about that in a minute. Yeah, please! But, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly started playing tennis when I was three. I have pictures of me playing when I was three. My parents were both, like, obsessed with tennis. Oh, okay. Um, so they put me in tennis very young, and then I started to win, like, you know, like, regional events, and then I won, like, national events, and then... From the age of 12 to 19, 20, when I stopped, I played for Great Britain. So mm-hmm. a huge part of my life was, you know, because in each age category, like under 12, under 16, under 18, they have like world championships, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then going into the seniors. So I always, from the age of like 12, represented England. And so, yeah, from the age of 12, I was traveling to like 20 different countries every year. Wow. Did you enjoy it? Or was it more like your parents No, the thing, thing is, I did, I did enjoy it. I loved the competition. I'm still a very competitive person. I, lo- I did. I loved the sport. I loved the competition. Obviously, there was, you know, amazing times. Like, when I was 17, I got to the final of Junior Wimbledon. Wow. I ranked, like, second in the world, 18 and under. Had all these huge contracts, etc. And there was a lot of pressure on me, which is fine. Because, you know, people like me and you, we thrive on pressure, mm-hmm. right? We love the game. But, um, but I guess... Looking back now, and of course I stopped, I had to stop because I had a very bad injury. My shoulder, I had three surgeries, so I had to stop like immediately. And I was actually speaking to Ferdinand about this. It's like in sport, um, you're like a commodity. You know what the word commodity means? No. Like a like a, they uh, something that they use as a moneymaker. Ah, so okay. for example, um, yeah, my father, I mean, I've openly spoken about this, but he was very pushy and aggressive and abusive towards me because he saw me as a, a means to make money, right? Mm-hmm. He saw me as an investment rather than a human. Okay. Um, so, of course, I had m- many amazing times, you know, traveling the whole world before the age of eight, of 19 and, um, you know, playing all the Grand Slams and, you know, we, we, can't, we like attention, right? Getting a lot of attention at a young age, but... If if some if one thing goes wrong, it's like and you put all your eggs in one basket. You have nothing to fall back on. Mm-hmm. That was my situation. I mean, I was pulled out of education when I was thirteen. You didn't go to school. I didn't go to school since I was thirteen because I was. It was full time. Full time, yeah, because I was so good in in inverted commas or whatever that my management group they took me out of school. They flew me to out to Florida without my parents, and I was um, training in an academy there with Maria Sharapova. Do you know Maria? Of course, of course you know. Novak Djokovic, Yelena Jankovic, um, a lot of the guys you would know, and training six hours a day. And that was my life, which is great. Like, I support parents putting their children in sport. I would still do it if maybe if I had kids, but I think you have to have a balanced lifestyle. You have to have friends, you have to have family, you have to have education. I feel like education always has to come first, right? No matter mm-hmm. what. So for me, when I had to stop, I had nothing, literally nothing, until I went back. I was about to ask to that college. because there are many athletes, not mm. only athletes, but people who went to the moon Yeah, and they, it was everything for years. Yeah. And then 
Exactly. In one split second, everything is gone. My manager dropped me. My uh, contracts dropped me. My parents dropped me. Even my own family didn't want to know me. And was everything because of the because shoulder? Because of the shoulder, yeah, of course. And, and there I, was no way. You... There was no, after the third surgery, there was no way. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, how did you feel? No, yeah, terrible. I, like, I mean, way, stupid the, question, but like... Yeah, the way I explain it is I... Because also growing up, like, yeah, I had the blessing of being in this sport and doing amazing things, but I wasn't allowed to go to friends' houses. I wasn't allowed to go to parties. I wasn't allowed to drink, which, okay, that's great. But, like, I wasn't allowed to socialize. I wasn't allowed to have any kind of normal life. Mm -hmm. So no girlfriends. Nothing. Well, yeah, but... Yeah. Because I left... <laughs> of course, but... Oh, uh, yeah. Because I, I left home at a young age, so that, that was different. But, like, all of the kind of normal stuff I, I, I never had. So when I had to stop, I almost felt like an alien coming to this earth and I didn't know how to live. I had no, I honestly had no social skills mm -hmm. because when you're in an individual sport, it's a very, uh, what's, what's the word, like tunnel vision. Like mm -hmm. you think about yourself, it's very, I don't want to say selfish, but you're in a bubble, mm -hmm. right? So when I came out of it and it's almost like I didn't know how to live in society. And of course I didn't, yeah, it was very... It's like living in your own bubble. Exactly. And, and, and then coming out of it and not knowing how to cope was kind of a dangerous time, but... How did you handle it? Well, I didn't. You want me to be really honest? Training uh, percent. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I didn't handle it for many. And to be honest, like you know, I went back to college to do nutrition. I can talk about talk about that later. Mm -hmm. But um, I didn't. I mean, I spiraled into drug addiction, exercise addiction, very bad eating disorder, because that was my way of coping. It was numbing. I didn't want to feel anything rather than what I was feeling at the time. So I would do anything to not feel. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. For, for many years. And how did you get out of it? Honestly, I, I would honestly say because just through accepting the love of certain family members and friends, because I feel like love is the most overwhelming, the most powerful emotion, the most healing thing, right, is love, I mm -hmm. think. And um, for many years when I was suffering, I pushed everyone away, like a really, really isolated life, like almost in a hole, not literally in a hole, but like, um, so I think it was just accepting the love back from my friends and family and they were the ones that were able to kind of love me back to health I guess and also having purpose again right I was about to say because, that because yeah for so many years I didn't you, have any purpose you, yeah and before that you always had a purpose exactly your purpose was I wake up yeah and I'm gonna crush it yeah and I just work you probably if I I, I think I know you well your goal was To be the best. Of course, yeah. All or nothing, oh, the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. So I had zero purpose. So when I went back to... It's a funny story. I, I had no intention of going into nutrition, but my sister, my older sister, who has a medical degree, she went to see this nutrition college in London. Mm -hmm. I, and then I ended up studying there, not her. Um, and of course, I didn't have any education to like, get in, but because I guess of my athletic... I don't know what to call it. Athletic achievements. <laughs> yeah. They allowed me in. And first I had to do a year of like anatomy and physiology and then biomedicine and then three years of nutrition. Mm -hmm. And then I felt like I had purpose again. So it was kind of a beautiful thing that I went into the road of helping others. My first job actually in nutrition was very crazy. But at least, I, at least I had purpose. What was your first job? Well, one of the first clinics, I worked for a, a lot of different clinics, but one of the first clinics I ever worked for was an addiction facility. So we would work with, um, they had a doctor, they had a pharmacist, they had a psychiatrist, they had psychologists, but I was hired as the only nutritionist. Um, and so we would have a clinic full of like cocaine addicts, heroin addicts, eating disorders. Mm -hmm. um, and but you were not addicted to drugs at this point? 
anymore? <laughs> I guess, uh, to, to be very honest, no, not, not drugs, but I still had problems with exercise. Okay. Yes, and the thing is, the thing is about that clinic, they only hired people who used to be addicts because they think like in order to work with an addict, you have to understand the mentality. So I mm-hmm. think that's why they kind of selected me. But it was a very tough job. And I, I actually worked there for four years um, until I stopped doing it to do YouTube I, um, last summer when I quit all of my jobs to do, just do YouTube. Um, but it was an incredible experience and just learning so much from it and... Yeah, but then at the same, it was an it was an amazing experience. But at the same time, like, I feel like, and you, I know you can relate to this because you're a very creative person, right? And I, I feel like as much as I was good at what I was doing, I wasn't designed to sit within four walls and like talk and be mature and talk about very serious things. Which yeah, it's a rewarding thing to do. But I love being creative. So mm-hmm. as soon as my YouTube channel like hit off. And I was able to create for a living. That was that was it. <laughs> Why did you start YouTube? As a creative outlet, because my work was so serious. You know, I was working with cancer patients, with people with diabetes, people with severe eating disorders that were almost dying, people with liver failure because they were alcoholics in the addiction place. Mm-hmm. So for me, I needed some kind of form of creative outlet. So I started making videos and vlogs, thinking that no one would watch. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess everyone watched, well, some people watched, so, yeah, I'm very blessed. It was, but the number one, the thing that you, that, that was your number one reason was to help others? With my videos? Yeah, or no, just to I, express... Yeah, your... no, honestly, if I'm being honest... Yeah, please. Yeah, at the beginning, I don't think it was about helping others, it was just about helping myself, have some kind of, <laughs> create, yeah, having some kind of world outside of the serious world, uh-huh. where I could create and just be stupid, have fun, like, do food reviews, do whatever the hell I wanted, because I, I needed that place to be immature, to be stupid, to be, just have fun, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and then I realized that that was where my heart was. And I realized that there was a way that I could use my nutritional background and my background in sport to help others within my videos, which are kind of a bit more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. And um, you do it in a funny way. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's funny. <laughs> well, thank Most you. of the time. <laughs> thank you. Well, yeah. Probably you have many... In- I didn't know that about you, by the way. Okay. <laughs> you didn't know what? Uh, this kind of background. Oh, I knew yeah. you were like a professional ta- uh, table tennis player. Table tennis? <laughs> <laughs> I I was actually so close to become a professional really? uh, t- really? tennis table tennis table table tennis player, um, and I also had like I don't want to say the similar um, background, but I suffered a lot as a child. Um, had also an abusive dad, and for me, physically abusive. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Very. Um, I don't know if it's a thing in... Where are you from again? Uh, pe- Persian? Persian. It's an Eastern thing. Your, fa- it, your father's yeah. Russian, right? Yeah. It is a similar thing. It's like... Yeah. Kind of like... That's how I teach yeah. you discipline. Yeah, totally. You have to be strong. Yeah. Um, so I definitely feel you. And for me, it was the same. It changed when I had a different purpose in life again. Yeah. Because my purpose was gone. Yeah. Um, I was... We had... We have such a similar life. Such a similar uh, life. Yeah. Because... For me, it was I loved sports always. Yeah, it was football and table tennis. Mm-hmm. I was always really good. So I said like, ah, oh, no, I, I love football more. I want to become a professional. I want to play for the national team. And football is a really big um, thing in, in Germany. It, yeah, same in for England. you. It's yeah, soccer, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, we call it football as well. Yeah, just the Americans call it soccer. Ah, the ah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> uh, but at some point. I was so bad at school 
and I didn't have the parents you had mm-hmm. who taught who went who would say like Axel go t- just go and go all in mm. and then I ended up as a good student <laughs> that's good um but yeah, it's kind of scary how we have a very similar background. Right? Yeah. We both love hummus. Both love hummus. Tahini. Both love I tea. love tahini. Just both I... love eating. Right. We just we just eat. We live to eat. Yeah, and we both have a YouTube channel. Exactly. <laughs> um, what is the number thing, number one thing that you discovered um, that people are, especially if we talk about eating disorder. Yeah. Uh, the number th- one mistake of people. Which kind of like what? What is the thing that someone leads into a eating disorder? Is it always different? I think I, yeah. I think I. To be honest, eating disorders. It's never even about the food. It's people that suffer from eating disorders, whether they're and to be honest, there's a lot of males that suffer as well. But I feel like mm-hmm. a lot more males suffer in silence because they don't. It's they're ashamed, right? Mm-hmm. It's still seen as a female problem to many people. But um, eating disorders are all about control. Often when people they lack control in other areas of their life. Maybe they have an abusive husband or an abusive wife or an abusive father or they um, feel like their life is being controlled by something else or they have a lack of control somewhere else. They take control over their food and for them it's a form of feeling safe and feeling like they are building some scaffolding, some structure around their life. Even though it's very dangerous, Mm -hmm. they use it as a form of control because it's all they have. It gives them certainty. It gives them, yeah, and it gives them almost purpose when they don't have purpose sometimes um so i i I don't know if there's if i can even say that there's any kind of nutritional mistake it's it is an addiction it is a mental disease and people do it to numb themselves just like some people take heroin to not feel anything other people binge on food to not feel anything or they make themselves sick to not feel anything Mm -hmm. um and once you do it once and you know that it's a of course it's the most awful thing you can do to yourself but once you do it once and you know it's an effective way of of numbing your feelings it's very easy to, to spiral down very very fast mm-hmm. and then once you become underweight your brain is, is never going to function normally until you restore weight so and how do you help someone getting out of it it's very very hard but again because it's not just about the food because i have girls texting me yeah I'm not saying, only, no, oh it's only girls yeah. texting me i don't know if it's a girl thing or not but they're like what can i do yeah and i don't like to give advice well, the honest thing is... Because I don't have a clue, I like... Yeah, the honest thing go is... Go see a doctor or The like... only thing you can do is is encourage them to seek mental help. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you can tell someone exactly what to eat. If mm-hmm. they have a mental block towards eating or if they have issues with control, that's a mental disease. It's not about food mm-hmm. at the end of the day. I think that's the biggest lesson we have Also, to learn. binge eating? Binge eating, 100%, is the worst one because it's the easiest way to numb your feelings. Because the whole time you're eating, if the binge goes on for one hour or two hours, you're not feeling anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. So always medical. So always, oh yeah, always seek medical help. Always, okay. always, always. And of course, yeah, seek nutritional help as well because you need that to nourish your body. But in fact, I feel like it, when, when we're talking about binge eating disorder, I feel like a lot of people do binge because of nutritional deficiencies, but they just don't know it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because of course, if you're lacking in something, your body is constantly hungry no matter what you're eating. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time, of course, there's a nutritional aspect to it, but mental, mental, mental as well. Okay. Let, let's talk about YouTubers and eating disorders. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but no, I, I, you did a reaction video when um, Ravenna um, started eating fish again, right? Yeah. 
Um, and <laughs> I loved it. That was the first video uh, I watched. Yeah, that's the yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. I mean, I, I, I think... Actually, and there is, like, we, we, it is what it is, more and more YouTubers yeah. Um, who, yeah, preached yeah. for many years, like, go vegan, eat this. Yeah. Sold a lot of programs. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. I'm it's not like, vegan anymore. Yeah, I, it's a shame. And that's the thing. It's like, I, I, I try... I was talking to Nico about this, actually. I was trying to... I try to keep my videos more lighthearted. But if there is something that needs to be spoken about, like I'm going to speak, am I allowed to swear? I am. I'm allowed to swear? Yeah, of course. Okay, then I'm going to speak the fuck up. Like if there's something, <laughs> like when I was watching, I kept my mouth shut the whole time when I was watching this, like, num like the first, I'm not vegan, like Tim Sheaf, and then the next one, and the next one, and the next one, and then Rovana, which is just, honestly, it's, it's disgraceful. Like I, even when I met her in LA earlier this mm -hmm. year, at Aviva, like Meetup, she came with us and she wasn't even vegan then. Oh, we but she like, didn't tell you. She didn't know. She, of course, she didn't tell us because mm. she's been because her brand was as a vegan, and I firmly believe if she wasn't caught, that she wouldn't have even said so, it. Yeah. Because, but the, yeah, but the thing is, it's like the reason I made that video and it kind of did get a lot of attention is because people need to be held accountable. It's I, I'm not gonna shame someone for not being vegan anymore. I, yeah, I may disagree with it, but people are free to do whatever they want, right? Even mm -hmm. if we, but when you are dishonest to people and when you are misleading and when your your actions are potentially harmful to others mm -hmm. and you know and they have making these videos that go viral saying i stopped being vegan because of my health or because i hadn't because my hormones were crap or because i wasn't getting my period and it's like well why don't you explain why you weren't getting your period mm -hmm. why don't you explain that you only ate fruit for 2 years why don't you explain that you've done 3 water fasts in the last 2 years why don't you explain that you were a raw vegan? Why don't you explain that you didn't supplement with B12 and omega-3? Mm -hmm. Like, you're an idiot. Like, you're an actual idiot. Take At least take responsibility. Mm -hmm. That was my message. Do whatever you want. If you want to go and be a carnivore, be a carnivore. But take responsibility. Mm -hmm. So that other people don't make the same mistake. You know? Yeah. I know. Do you think they're bad human beings or they're just... No, I don't, lack I, I, don't knowledge. Think, I don't think they're bad human beings. I just think they're incredibly dumb. Mm -hmm. Because I did a reaction uh, video to Ravana as well. I think I saw it, yeah. Um, I didn't really like how people started shitting on her mm. because she was sick. Right? right. She had this... SIBO. She has SIBO. Well, uh, yeah, apparently... Yeah, I, <laughs> okay, I don't know. The fact is, we didn't know. Like, maybe yeah. she had. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. We don't, we don't know it. And um, I just have the belief whenever you blame people for the bad stuff, you also have to blame them for the good stuff, right? Right. And she inspired so many people to go vegan. 100%. Mm, and that, basically, that was the message. And it, also, I also mentioned, like, being vegan doesn't mean... You're a good human. And that you are healthy. A hundred percent, hundred percent. But again, this is not just about health. This is about taking responsibility for your actions. And I also, hundred percent, when, when credit is due, you have to give credit. Before that video, I've always, whenever I've spoken about, in Q&As, in Q I always get like, you know, who eats a healthy diet or who does this or who does that? In fact, I think the video before, if, three videos before, I made a video called My Unpopular Vegan Opinions or something. Mm -hmm. Um... And in that video, I actually praised Rovana for being one of the few vegan females that is openly speaking about eating more fat for hormones. 
and I gave her credit and I said, look, she's a great example. She's eating more fat. And she talked about how she lost her period on a low fat vegan diet because it was too low fat. Okay. Um, so it's not about that. And for sure she inspired, they, whoever we're talking about, inspired many people to go vegan and that's great. Again, I'm not shaming her for not being vegan. That's her own choice. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, if you are saying now that you're suffering from these health problems, at least explain why you got these health problems and discourage other young, impressionable people not to do the same thing, mm -hmm. right? Because if you're still selling the plans that made you sick... <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and I changed my opinion because I saw she placed like uh, five ads under this video mm. and then was like... Mm. And now she makes. Um, I, I don't. I still don't think that she's a bad human being. No, I don't. Um, in fact, when I, I, think, in fact, when I, I, I feel sorry for her. When I met her in real life, she was honestly. And the same with Tim. You know, Tim Sheaf. The guy who yeah, the, drinks his pee. Yeah, him. Mm. And now he's a carnivore or whatever. Okay. Again, a good friend of mine in real life. Such lovely people. Beautiful people. Like I would have. A, I would go out for maybe not go out for dinner with them now. <laughs> 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 but I, I would. I would. I would meet both of them now and sit down and have a coffee and talk and. Mm -hmm. I, I don't love people because of what they put in their mouth. I love people for who they are. Mm -hmm. But again, if we are talking this whole, what how people are presenting them on social media, my, it's just about being honest, I guess. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And you ha yeah, you have a responsibility. Yeah. And it's your business. And if you, you, you publish basically your whole life on social media, yeah. then you just have to uh, take responsibility when you do bad stuff. And I don't know. Um, exactly. She, yeah. She has beautiful uh, egg and uh, fish recipes now on her Instagram. I know, I and I was that. like, ah, come on. Like, <laughs> she, she, because she said in this video where she told, where she actually like just responded to the fact that someone caught her eating fish. Yeah. She said like, I want to go back. And that's like bullshit. If you then like, then don't do egg recipes. Yeah, I know. I, I, agree. I agree. It's super easy for me to say because it's her business and so much pressure, but I don't know. But again, it's just I, like my personal opinion. Yeah, no, I agree with you on everything you're saying. I, I think like, like you said, it's always good to focus on the positive and we have so many great examples um, who are doing amazing service for veganism, right? Mm -hmm. so there are always going to be people that... I mean, I actually think it. it's good that it happens with YouTubers. Same. Because now it's filtrating we other people, are <laughs> <laughs> flaky people. This and we now start about talking about veganism. Like yeah. you, it's a great thing. It's yeah. a great diet if you do it right. If you do it right, that's the thing. That's the thing. I, if it, many if, things we can, it's a blessing that in disguise maybe because yeah, we can learn that if you water fast, if you only eat fruit for two years, if you do these all these stupid things that they were doing. It's gonna fuck up your health. You know, being vegan, like you said, doesn't necessarily mean being healthy. Just like being someone that is not vegan doesn't mean you're unhealthy. Any diet is, yeah, I believe a whole foods vegan diet is the healthiest diet in the world. But any diet that is predominantly based on whole plant foods, you can be pretty healthy, right? Would you agree? Trillion, trillion percent. Yeah. So I think this was maybe a wake up call to vegans. Like, be aware of your diet. You know, be aware that you're getting in a lot of micronutrients. Be aware that you're eating enough. Be aware that you're taking your supplements. Be aware that get your blood tested regularly. So maybe it was like a blessing in disguise, like you said. 100%. Let's, let's get practical. Let's talk about it. Um, so what do you think are the most, like the biggest mistakes of people who... Go vegan? Yeah. I honestly think from what I've seen, based on the people that like went vegan and then were like, oh, it didn't work for me. I didn't feel satisfied. The biggest mistake I see is people following what something very extreme from the beginning. 
like uh-huh. quitting their standard West American diet or their whatever diet they're eating and then following one of these labels like starch solution or raw till four or, you know, going raw vegan or... And in fact, one of the biggest mistakes I see is, and I saw in cl- the clinic I was working in, not the eating disorder one, but the other ones where it was just regular people, is uh, especially females not eating enough fat, not eating enough protein mm-hmm. and just focusing on carbs. Yeah, of course, carbs are essential. They're great. We all love carbs. We eat them all, all day, every day. But not getting enough fat and protein on a vegan diet can be a concern, mm-hmm. especially for females with the hormo- hormonal health. So there are a lot of girls who lose. a lot of girls that follow this in the in the footsteps of these people. And they feel the, the the tricky thing is, mm. you have you ever tried like going uh, raw for a month or so? No, I've never done fully. But in the you so- did keto, right? I did keto. Yeah. Similar. Wait. Yeah. The point that I'm trying to make: you feel good for some time. You feel yeah, you feel amazing. Oh, you! I felt so good when I uh, I tried raw for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Because my sister was raw. Yeah. Um, and I felt so much better. I whoa. And I I think the reason for that, similar to when I did the vegan keto experiment. Again, I'm not promoting vegan keto, but it was an experiment. I think we often feel amazing when we do those extreme things because when you're raw or when you're keto, we you remove the crap, right? Yeah, 100%. There's, there's, there is no yeah. chocolate there's no or like ice cream, vegan pizza. There's no, there's no ice cream, of no course dessert, you feel good. no sugar, not much salt. Like, like you remove like oil maybe. You remove all of the crap mm-hmm. and you eat whole foods. But whether mm-hmm. that's an actual balanced diet for mm-hmm. the long-term health is, is questionable. So that's when it, you know, yeah, like I said, protein is very important as well. Specifically, salted caramel, vivo like <laughs> Get 10% off. Miles 10. For <laughs> <laughs> this episode, you can use miles 10. <laughs> Do you think like you could be raw vegan and get all your nutrients? 100% and- you can. And there's actually a girl on YouTube that does it. That's a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she doesn't eat fully raw, but she does do some raw days. And she actually... Her name is Kate Flowers. Do you know Kate Flowers? No. She has a very big channel. She's actually... A great YouTuber, I think, because she does. Um, she used to be a fruitarian, and mm-hmm. she's also an athlete. She's like a professional ballet dancer, mm-hmm. and she does um, full day of eatings where she shows in chronometer, like the the breakdown, mm-hmm. um, and when she eats raw, how to do it healthy. And the way she does it is not a lot of fruit. She eats a lot of greens, a lot of fat, a lot of protein, mm-hmm. raw because she's yeah. having raw protein shakes a lot of avocados nuts seeds greens salads and of course fruit as well mm-hmm. so again it, it is unnecessary mm-hmm. and it is unsustainable for most people mm-hmm. but if you really wanted to there is a way yeah. there is a way yeah. yeah definitely I did it as well yeah. uh, with like 4,000 calories per day Whoa. the only thing which, which was was it high fruit uh, high fruit 100% high fat because mm-hmm. I love fats mm-hmm. like uh, avocado is just medicine and nuts yes I had so many smoothies um, then with like raw vegan protein, it's not yeah. really difficult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, it's, it was oh, like all the sprouted lentils and this and that. It was like, yeah, yeah. do I really want to do that for the yeah. rest of my life? Exactly. It's like, that's why I said it. And like, why shouldn't I eat whole grains? And hummus. And hummus. And oh yeah, hummus. Is, oh, and almond butter. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, no, almond butter is not raw. No, you can get raw. Yeah, I was about Trader to Joe's say. In the States, yeah, but, but I think... It, you can't get raw hummus. Probably not. Actually, I lied. You can because I've seen fully raw Christina. Oh, it. yeah, you can. You can. Chickpeas. You, yeah, 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 you 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sprout them. Fuck, maybe I should go raw. But still again, <laughs> but still again it's just the effort. Like, is it necessary? 
Yeah. And also, whatever. It's yeah. Expensive. Even if you have access to that food in your country, it's very, mm. very expensive, right? Mm, can be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, another thing, there was a good point eating enough calories. Yeah, of course. Because I see my sister did the same mistake. She was raw. She felt great at the beginning, mm. but I just thought like, ah, you don't get enough calories. That's the thing. Um, as you know, like when many people, like a typical non-vegan diet is dense in calories, mm -hmm. dense in fat, dense in protein. They're not, not, not volume. Low in volume. So when someone makes, then switches and he does a huge salad, they're eating maybe not even a fifth as much calories, but they feel full. Yeah, 100%. And, all again, the fiber. You may be getting in a lot of nourishment, but long term, you're going to wear out. So yeah, of course, it's very important. I feel like it's important. It's important not to be obsessed and track things obsessively, unless you have a specific goal. You know, like you're a bodybuilder or something. But um, would you recommend to track? It, maybe initially, in the beginning, yeah, yeah, maybe not every day, but just maybe do a couple days a week. See where you're at. Especially if you, I, I, because I told my sister, just like do for a couple of days. Yeah, just check if you get all your nutrients. Yeah. We have chronometer, which is for free. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like anytime you change your diet, you should. Why not? It's wise to do it just to check, just for like just when for I did the. The again the stupid keto experiment. <laughs> I, I, I tracked the first four days. Really? I, Did you get your all, all of your? Nutrients? Oh, massively. Eat yeah. Very easily. Very easily. <laughs> but, How? But, because because of all the greens. So many greens. So many mm. nuts. So many seeds. So many avocados. Um, again, yes, it's very restrictive and unnecessary, but it was very easy to meet all of my targets. Did you feel good? It felt amazing. Really? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Because it's dumb. Like it's. it's How it's, does ketosis feel like? It feels because there are people. Well, no, I'm Which honest, I am, I'm honest, following. It feels absolutely amazing, and I'll tell you why. Um, especially, I'm someone um, who has, as you know, I have terrible anxiety. Um, and I mean, I have a disease of adrenaline. You know, I have one adrenal gland. Yeah, know, yeah, you told me. Because they took one out, because my adrenaline is, all, I'm always like this. I'm even on medication for it. I probably will be for life, mm -hmm. for my condition. <laughs> Mental health, no, I'm kidding. Um, and... Um, The ketogenic diet, it has some kind of calming effect on your nervous system. That's why they use it in therapy for, you know, kids that have epilepsy. Mm -hmm. They use it. Really? Yeah. Ketogenic diet stops epileptic fit. So essentially, even though, again, it may, it may not be healthy, but it does save children's lives. So we have evidence that it does have a calming effect on the central nervous system. So the first three days, you kind of go through what they call the keto flu. You do feel like shit. But once your body gets used to using fat as fuel rather than carbs, you get to the state of almost like euphoria. You know what that means? You know, mm -hmm. like yeah, yeah. euphoric. I felt like I was high. The whole three weeks, four weeks, however long I did it, I felt like I was high. Like my anxiety went down. I never got hungry because my energy was so balanced. I wasn't having huge insulin swing. By the way, guys, I'm not trying to promote it. Like, don't mm -hmm. do it. Just eat balance, right? We just did it because we wanted to show people. Like, if you're going to do keto, you can even do it on plants. Like, you can do everything on plants. That's the only reason we, we showed it. But yeah, I did feel amazing, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that scares me. I wouldn't, yeah. I would never do it again, though, because watermelon, but... And hummus, even. You can't even have hummus because of chickpeas. <sighs> Don't do it, people. Don't <laughs> nah, do it. it depends. If you have a disease and it can help you. Yeah. Uh, if, yeah before if that, to be honest, I always thought like, why shouldn't I just eat all these healthy fruits? Of course. That doesn't make any sense to me. Of course. Um, and people that I follow on social media who really inspire me and who are like incredible human beings, uh, many of them do on a keto. Really? Like who? Uh, do you know Tom Bilyeu? 
I don't uh, Thomas Delauer. He's another key. <laughs> he has one of the biggest podcasts. Um, he, do you know Quest Quest Nutrition? They did these Quest bars. Yes, yes. Of so course. he's the the founder. Wow. And he's insanely intelligent, and he does yeah. keto. I'm like always, bro. <laughs> I know. I know. It's crazy. The thing is. It's actually scary that that you know, like we have such different, like there are such intelligent people that actually follow it, and I'm not even talking the vegan one, right? We're talking the the meat one. Yeah, we have like Elon Musk. He who eats bullshit all yeah, the time. I know, and they claim they feel amazing, and I don't know if they feel amazing. I mean, again, but again, maybe look at what they were eating before. Maybe their diet before was so bad that even eating just animal products because they're not eating refined sugar, maybe they're not eating oil, maybe they're not eating. You know, all the other crap. Uh-huh. Maybe even just because it's a simple diet, that's the reason they feel better. Mm-hmm. Or maybe because they lost weight, that's why they feel better. Of course, any diet that makes you lose weight, if you're fat, yeah. is going to make you feel better. <laughs> so I guess you and know, every diet works. Works for right. weight loss. Yes, yeah, yeah, of course. If you eat less, so maybe you have to look, think of what they were doing before. Or maybe it's because some people have such strong beliefs in something. They're mm-hmm. so invested in something mm-hmm. that they convince themselves. They fi- they'll find they'll do anything to find research things to back it up, right? Mm-hmm. Some people believe in what they are promoting so much that they will f- find stuff to try and back it up as much as they, or even create stuff to back it up. Mm-hmm. That's really percent. What do you think about supplements? Because when I when we have we had these YouTubers, and I know oh, not only these YouTubers but a lot of vegans don't take supplements. Don't take supplements because they say, hey. It's not natural. Mm. Well, I mean, come on. Nothing is natural in this world we're living in today. I mean, some things are more natural, but mm. e- the way that everything is grown. You know, look at the fruit compared to 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. Can't say it's natural, natural. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, come on. Like, we're living in 2019. I think we have to adapt. So I think we have to accept that we... Yeah, how natural is your yeah. mobile phone? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Or even the, the chair you're sitting on or the computer you're, uh, yeah. you're watching YouTube on. You know, like... It's, so I, I mean, think, right now you're listening to a podcast. Exactly. How Come on. freaking natural is that? Exactly. Um, yeah, I think the, the the one thing I'm adamant about is that every vegan should always supplement with B12. Do you agree? No. You don't agree? Mm. Okay, fair enough. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I always preach it, like, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of no. course, B12. And then again, there may be additional things, maybe. Why B12, though? Isn't there, like... I heard tempeh contains B12 no. or uh, some no. seafoods. Even if they did in small amounts, I just don't feel I like mean, it's they reliable. Do. Then it's just... I Really small amounts. Exactly. But then it, are you, how much are you eating? Are you getting it every day? Is it reliable? Where did the source come from? If you're taking a supplement, it's guaranteed to support your health, right? Mm-hmm. Like B12 deficiency long-term is not a joke. You know, you get permanent nerve damage, as you know. It's irreversible. I've seen people with it. It's it's very, very scary. Irreversible nerve damage. Mm-hmm. I have people telling me then, like, Axel, I've been vegan for three years. Mm. But your body stores it for a long time. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I no. do know. I'm just trying to be stupid and uh, yeah. trying to help people. Um, I don't think that, it, that these people are stupid. It's just like, we never really learned about it. B12. About supplements, about food about how to eat so people go vegan most of them you know why what what's the number one reason well i was gonna i actually don't know i was gonna say the animals but now i'm thinking i don't know weight loss no it's animals okay it's animals as ethical reasons yeah 
So therefore, they're not. They don't. Uh, not they, they go vegan. They don't have a clue about yeah, nutrition. Yeah. So let's help them. Yeah. Which supplement? B twelve, right? Hundred percent B twelve. Every day. I don't necessarily. I think if you're having your levels checked regularly, isn't regularly maybe every three months. You check your levels every. Three no, months. no, no. I don't. I'm oh, saying okay. maybe maybe it's wise to go and have your blood check every six months just in case. Mm-hmm. But I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be wise to take it. You know, B12 is not something that's like highly toxic in a small dose, as mm-hmm. you know. So why not just to be safe? Of course, you can also get things from like, I drink so much plant milk. Is it fortified? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's why I, I person, if I'm honest, I personally haven't supplemented for like with B12 for like the last eight months. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, because I drink so much plant milk. And I am, I, I'm, I'm not saying that's right. Mm-hmm. I will supplement again. I just mm-hmm. haven't. Um, but like my levels have always been fine because I drink so much plant milk. But yeah, and you, for all the people who think, oh, I do the same, you really have to check. It's fortified. Is it fortified? Exactly. Because plant milk is not always oh, fortified. Especially if it's organic, it's probably not fortified. Yeah. 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 A trillion percent. Uh, what else besides B12? Well, I mean, I think omega 3 might be wise if you're someone that. <laughs> If you eat like a f- fucking truck of tahini every day like me <laughs> and you're getting in so much omega-6, mm-hmm. maybe it is wise to take omega-3 to balance that. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, zinc might be in a... Zinc, yeah, is something that can be dangerous, but if you're someone that doesn't get much of it in your diet and especially if you're someone recovering from an eating disorder, zinc is one of the most important things. Mm-hmm. For Why? Sure. Why is that? Because it helps with uh, regulating your taste buds again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's common therapy in eating disorder treatment to give people zinc. It helps to regulate your appetite and your hormones it's very important f- yeah because again a lot of people with eating disorders they will have binged especially binge eating disorder bulimics especially they mm-hmm. binge on salty things sweet things artificial things uh, I'm not criticizing I used to do this yeah, myself yeah. Um, and therefore their taste buds are essentially numbed right I, I, I remember the time I used to make a coffee and put 15 packets of sweetener in it and I'm not talking stevia I'm talking aspartame and it went up from 10 12, 15, 20, because my, I was killing my taste buds. I couldn't taste anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but zinc helps to reback, to bring back your taste acuity mm-hmm. and therefore just helps to regulate your appetite normally. What about selenium? What's selenium too, but yeah, it's not... I'm just asking you because I know you, you're from the UK. The people from the States are safe. You have enough selenium in the soil. Mm. But in Germany, there's almost nothing left. Really? Yeah, the soil quality in Germany... <laughs> it's the same in China, I think. It's they, they really, say, really bad. They don't rely on Brazil nuts from China. I don't even know if they... Br- if they have, yeah. But apparently the soil in China is yeah. completely deficient. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's also really difficult to... to Like, you don't know. If you buy uh, Brazil nuts... You just don't know. You just don't know. Of course, you just don't know, yeah. That's so terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that... What will. about you? Do you, you have Brazil nut every day? Uh, not every day anymore. Uh, but f- well, most of the time I'm in Bali. The soil yeah. quality is really good. Oh, okay. Um, can't wait for Bali. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't supplement with it. But if I would live in Germany, you would. I definitely would. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Now I'm like eating Brazil nuts once in a while, but uh, yeah. They, yeah. I think I'm fine right now. I think you're fine. Uh, yeah. Um. What else do you supplement? Do you would recommend any anything else? Not, I mean, of course, it, as you know, it's different, like, with everyone is has their own individual needs, so you have to take that into consideration. But I think as an umbrella, like, mm-hmm. f- for veganism, I would just say 100% B12, possibly omega-3, like, it wouldn't hurt to take an additional EPA, DHA, uh-huh. in small amounts. 
Um, I feel like they're, they're only two. Uh, of course, iodine too. So we didn't talk about that. Ah, true. If, if you're not getting enough, um, if you're not using iodized salt, or you're not eating fortified salt, fortified salt, mm-hmm. and you're not eating. Like, so you fortify the people health. in the UK. They fortify um, salt yeah, as well. Yeah, not all of it is, but a lot of it you can buy iodized salt specifically mm-hmm. says. So I think that's very important as well. Mm-hmm. As you, I'm sure uh, yeah, yeah, I eat nori sheets. Do you? See, yeah, I hate it. I can't well, yeah, it. I can imagine because <laughs> it's really fishy. Yeah, but I tahini on it. Oh. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll just smother it in tahini. I was about to say, yeah, because you need like one sheet to cover your daily. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't intake. I'm not even um, on it. You don't like sushi? I love sushi, uh, but I don't make sushi because I'm very lazy. Uh, I, but I tried just crumbling the nori in my yeah. salad and I hated it because it was fishy, like you said. Mm. Yeah. Tahini on it and you, you, you're good. Tahini can save everything, mm-hmm. literally. I'm, I'm super curious. Go for it. Have you read the post of Miley Cyrus talking about kids? No. What did she say? What? You, what? Where do you live? <laughs> right now in Austria. <laughs> uh, <laughs> true. Uh, no, Miley Cyrus here. She's vegan, right? She's vegan. Yeah. Mm, and she said that she basically doesn't want to have kids because the world is such a bad place. Wow. Um, that she doesn't want to, yeah, that, that it would be irresponsible to... Yeah, to give birth to a child right now. Wow. I know that's... First of all, I want to say it's funny. You know her name is Miley Cyrus? Uh-huh. My middle name is Cyrus, so I'm Miles really? Cyrus. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so it's the same apart from one letter. Anyway. Um, but I was born first, so I stole it. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I can see that. And I agree. I agree to some extent. And I know that a lot of vegans have that opinion of not wanting kids. It's the worst thing for the environment. Yeah, I agree. But Mm -hmm. then also, maybe you could possibly say because personally, I do want kids. Maybe it's for selfish reasons. I admit, maybe Uh, I just want like a little mini me. But um, I don't know. Maybe to fight our cause, to spread a positive message. Maybe we need to create more like or raise more Mm -hmm. like-minded people like Mm -hmm. us. Because when we die, if 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 all of these people that aren't aware and they're not thinking, if they just keep having five kids and then the rest of us that actually have purpose in saving the world, we just like die down and don't ha- don't reproduce. How are we going to fight this battle? Right? A trillion percent. Yeah. I think the same. Then someone told me, okay, Axel, then just adopt someone. I know. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a tough one. But I mean, I per- do you want kids? Yeah, a trillion percent. Yeah, same. But uh, wow, like this really changed my uh, opinion, yeah. I think. I'm not sure. I'm really young, so we still got time. Of course, of course. we all got time. Yeah. Um, I think I will adopt first. I definitely want to adopt, no matter what I do. A trillion percent. I, I agree. Adopt. I will do it first. Yeah. And if that's, and if you feel satisfied, then you'll stop. <laughs> that sounds so <laughs> dumb. Like if you're satisfied, if not, you have a money back guarantee. Just bring your child back. <laughs> no. Uh, ah, it's so difficult. It's really difficult. But uh, I will not have more than one child. But I do agree, we need more positive people. And if you, like Will Smith, for example, his son, Jaden Smith, is crushing it. Vegan, right? Yeah. Yeah. And promoting it like crazy. Is Will Smith himself vegan? No, I don't think so. No. I saw some YouTube videos of him like eating chicken this and chicken that. Um, I don't know, but at least his son is and that, that, that helps a lot. So definitely uh, have some children. But I also get the people who say like it's we shouldn't have more because I, I we that. are 10 billion people. I know. 
to... I know, I, I agree that, but I, I, I like, I, no one can argue with that. Uh-huh. No one can argue with that. I also, but I just think one of the most amazing and beautiful things you can do in life is to reproduce and, and, and create, you know, and bring another soul into this earth and to teach them, to nurture them and to, you know, give them, pass on our same beliefs and morals and values mm-hmm. and ethics and, and... Are you an optimist? What does that mean? Optimist. I'm really... I just have a brain fart. As in, like, really positive person? Uh, yeah, so there's optimism and pessimism. Okay, sorry. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the, um, I feel like I am in general and I definitely am with other people, but mm. I'm very negative with myself. I'm very hard on myself. Uh-huh. So, I, 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 to be honest, I probably have a bit of both. Mm-hmm. I can't say that I can't be honest and say that I'm a full optimist. Okay. Because I, I do have a lot of negative thoughts. <laughs> I think you're an optimist. You just have some bad habits. Yeah. Because I have the same. Yeah. But I know that if you would ask people, is Axel an optimist or a pessimist? Yeah. They would definitely definitely say optimist. Yeah. I and think I think I would, they do. I would yeah. Say that. yeah. Yeah. If I enter a room in the morning, you're always optimistic. Yeah. yeah. I, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely feel. So do you have a golf? Not right now. No. No. If you would, I know it sounds really stupid, but if you would build a girl, yeah, or like your your, <laughs> it's my podcast, so they, the people girl, know that my it. intentions. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, what kind of characteristics? Oh, I thought you were gonna say if I was gonna build a girl physically. I was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> let's start there. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, okay. You want to start there? Yeah, okay. physically. Well, okay. I'm very. Let's att- manifest. I'm very attracted to. Everyone tells me I'm a little bit weird, but I'm attracted to tall girls. And I'm tall not, girls? Yeah, I'm not. Same. I'm, but, uh. but you are very tall, though. I'm only 5'11". I'm mm-hmm. only 1 meter 80 or something. Mm-hmm. So, But I like, typically, I like girls who are tall. I'm going to sound really awful here, but I'm going to be honest. I like tall, slim girls. Mm-hmm. That's my type. Why is it awful? It's just honest. Because, I, I don't know, a lot of people, yeah, I know, a lot of people would be like, Oh, but you're discriminating. Like, oh, that's fat shaming if you're saying you like slim girls. But I'm going to be fucking honest. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was about to just... I, I, I can't help what I'm attracted to, you know? Yeah. Like, just like some women are attracted to other women. Just like some women, men are attracted to men. Just like some people love huge people. I yeah. am attracted to it. I was Do whatever born, makes yourself happy. Yeah, I was yeah. born in, in this way and I'm attracted to is certain types of people. But and of course, what... like we said, it, we're just talking looks. But for me... And I'm sure you'll agree, like, personality is the most attractive thing. A trillion percent. Um, so, of course, it's not just about looks, but we all are attracted to certain things. Um, you know, like, so, oh, I had so many moments where I saw, like, girls, beautiful mm. girls. Then when they open their mouth, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, how do I get out of this? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I, 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 I love someone who can make me laugh. Mm-hmm. I love someone who's honest and genuine mm-hmm. and is outspoken, like, mm-hmm. kind of maybe like I am. Um yeah, I feel like a sense of humor can make a girl go from a one to a ten instantly. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely, I totally agree. Anyone, if if you can make me laugh, then there's a chance we can get married. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> so reach out to Healthy Critical yeah. on YouTube. <laughs> what are your weaknesses? My weaknesses, I am. I'm a very all or nothing person, mm-hmm. which can come with its benefits. Um, as in, but it also can come with it. It's a double-edged sword for sure. Like, a lot of people ask me now, just referring back to tennis, but why don't you just play for fun? And it's like, why would I... See, this is a bad thing. <laughs> why would I play for fun? Like, I if I'm not doing it to be the best in the world, I won't do it. I won't mm-hmm. even try. Mm-hmm. Which, 
is a, again, it can be a good thing because it means that when you put your heart and soul into something, you usually do very well in it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it means I miss out on things too. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm very all or nothing. I'm a per perfectionist, which again is also a double-edged sword. And maybe that's why, again, I'm not trying to be big-headed, but maybe that's why a lot of people watch my videos because I try to make them entertaining and I like I try to do like quality videos. I'm not saying that everyone else doesn't like. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, you know, we all make amazing content, but I'm just saying that I'm a perfectionist and it's not about how other people judge me. I judge myself too harshly. Mm -hmm. So that's maybe why I only post one video a week. And I'm not saying they're perfect at all because they're not. But I have my own mental battles. Like I'm perfectionist. I'm very all or nothing. Um, I'm pretty obsessive with um, with certain things. Kahini, for example. Of course. <laughs> you knew I was going to say that. Um, and... I feel like one thing I'm not very good at in life, which I'm only learning in the last couple of years, is to be more fluid, to just adapt to certain situations. Like I feel before, like maybe because of the way I was raised, but I'm very structured. Like I like to wake up early, go to the gym and then film this at a certain time and then edit that at a certain time and then eat at a certain time and then socialize at a certain time. But only if I've got my work done or whatever. But it's like now I'm trying to learn like to be more fluid, to just go with the flow, to adapt to every situation, kind of like water, you know, mm -hmm. um, rather than being like stiff. Um, and I guess another weakness of mine is that I'm a very emotional person. Like, honestly, I really, huh. I really don't give a shit. Like, people know that on my channel. I, I don't give a crap what anyone says about me. But if it's someone that I care about, if it's someone that I love, I have affection for, I'm not just talking like relationships. I mean, friends too, right? You being one of them. Like, if it's people that I love and I care about, I'm very, very sensitive. Oh, yeah. Very sensitive. and Same. Yeah? Yeah. I don't give a damn what, like, Anna is on YouTube yeah. is saying about me. Yeah. But my, I would be a liar if I would say, like, what my sister thinks of me yeah. wouldn't affect me. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. But I think it's also strength, like, being emotional. Yeah, of course. Of course. Mm -hmm. Because it means, like... We have that emotion, but we're able to go to, yeah, I feel like, especially people that are emotional and we have those kind of maybe slight mental weaknesses, we can use it to our advantage because it helps us to get to a more creative place. It's really impressive. I always say that creating, again, I'm not saying that I'm the most creative person in the world, but when people ask me where I get my creativity from or my ideas from, I firmly believe that through suffering comes creativity mm -hmm. and we can turn those experiences where we've been through like mental turmoil or stress, anxiety, depression. And out of that comes something because we've seen things that maybe other people haven't seen. We have a different perspective. Exactly. Exactly. We, we can come from so many different angles because we've experienced that mentally mm -hmm. and that helps with the creative drive. You know what I mean, right? A like, trillion percent. And I think many people know what I mean. Yeah. What do you mean? And I feel like that's why a lot, if you look at a lot of artists or, or writers or just very, you know, people that are, are successful in the creative world, they've all battled things. Yeah. Like it's really Trauma, depression, anxiety. Went through shit. Yeah. So even though it's hard to go through those times, mm -hmm. we can use it to our advantage for sure. It's 100%. What, yeah. are, what are your strengths? My strengths? Oh God, I don't like to give myself credit, but I think my strength is, I'm, my ability to give people unconditional love. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I think that's a strength of mine. I show everyone unconditional. Like, at least I try to, mm -hmm. um, because I know what it's like to. I know I know how powerful that can be. Um, I feel like maybe I'm a good 
genuine friend to people. Mm-hmm. I hope I am. And yeah, I guess those are my strengths. What do you think other <laughs> what do you think other people would 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 answer if I would Of ask my strengths or my weaknesses? Your strengths. You mean people that don't know me? As in pe- people that No, your me. friends. Oh my friends. Yeah. I think that they would maybe say the same. In fact I had this conversation with um Josh and Fitzy the other day who do they know Josh yet? Yeah, yeah. he was on the podcast. Josh from Be Your Life and Fitzy, who's like my best guy friend in the world. Um and I think we we all said this about each other. We we gave each other like three words to describe each other. Mm-hmm. And they I think those those were their words, like my ability to love and my ability to be honest and genuine. Um and I think the third one was just being very creative or something. Ah, yeah, I, I was something. about to add that. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, you're really talented. You too. And really (laughs) disciplined and just an honest human being. I hope so. Honesty nowadays. It's hard to come. Yeah. I know. Especially Especially in our bubble. Especially in the social media world where everyone is. Yeah, I know. Yeah, sometimes people don't want to be honest because they're afraid to hurt other people. Yeah. But I, if I build my perfect friend... I always want a hundred percent honest, even if it could be uncomfortable. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Because how the heck, like, should you know if I do if I do a mistake? I want that people tell me, (laughs) especially my friends, Mm -hmm. because if someone on YouTube tells me like this is not the right thing to do, I wouldn't give a damn. Mm. Because I would, if I would listen to all the the like the haters, I would eat meat. I know, you know what I mean? So I, I think you that's one of your biggest strengths, like being 100% honest. And that's why, that's why I think a lot of people love you on social media. Thank you. Because you don't... A lot of them hate me as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I also understand that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because you just don't give a damn. Yeah, and I also feel like Ferdinand got it right. Like I feel like a lot of people... Sometimes when I'm being I'm being satire and I'm clearly joking, mm-hmm. but because I say it with a straight face, people they don't, don't know I'm it. joking, so they think oh, yeah. I'm just a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> which is fair enough. Which is fair enough. But, uh-huh. but yeah, I know I I learned I learned that the hard way. I feel like when I was and I learned this the hard way to always give people unconditional love, always to be honest. Because when I was younger, when I was 18, 19, 17 actually, I was a dickhead, and I also spoke about this openly because in that world, like the way I was raised, it was like. I was so important. Like I came first. Like everything revolved around me. Mm-hmm. I was rude to people because I felt like I had a higher status because I had that. Like you know, I was one of the top ranked people in tennis and in the world. And every, like I was in different magazines every week, and I, I felt like I was above them, mm-hmm. which is disgusting to me yeah. now. Like looking back, I would I was rude to people. I would talk to people like shit, and it's like wow, like what a wake up call to realize that You're not it's bad. pretty disgusting. And so I feel like. To know that other people realize now that I am honest and I give people unconditional love is is the most like the, it's a blessing that people maybe notice that yeah yeah and your ability to to fight yeah I hope because so. there are, sadly there are a lot of people who go through shit and they commit suicide yeah especially athletes um, and there are certain people who who have this willing to to help to do good. Mm. And I think you have the same. I hope so. I mean, it's a bit of a miracle that I'm still alive. It really is a, a medical. You could say I, I, you know, I didn't try to commit suicide, but gradually I was. I mean, I, at my lowest weight, I was 
almost below 50 kilos, maybe 48 kilos, which doesn't sound that, I mean, I normally wear like 80 or whatever, mm-hmm. like now. Um, but yeah, and I was at that very dangerous weight for like three, four years. What would you tell your, your old self or a, a person who I, goes through the same kind of suffer right now? What would you tell them? I would say, don't isolate yourself. I know that's what you want because you feel safe. But essentially, that's going to kill you. And if you have people that you love and you want to be there for in life, you have to let them in. You have to let people in that love you. Like for me specifically, it was my younger sister. Um, who is the mother of, you know, in my videos where I say my son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's my nephew. But it's, it's strange because at that time when I was, I really was almost dying. Um, that's when she gave birth to her first son. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's, and I had this amazing connection with him. And... Um, It's also a miracle because he looks identical to me. He has all the same features, True, yeah. the same weird hairline, same birthmark, everything. And, and the other kids in the family look nothing like him. He has all my genes. So it was almost like a sign that there, everyone has purpose to live. Even if it's not for yourself, you can love someone else. And for me, it was helping to raise a, raise a child. It was mm-hmm. a blessing. So yeah, find love. Try and find, find the love and let the love in if you're suffering. That's my, the main thing I think you can do. Mm-hmm. Even though it doesn't feel like doing even it. Though, even it, though of course it doesn't thing, feel like doing it. Even though that's the last thing you want at the time, you have to think. Again, it's hard because people in that situation, often they aren't thinking anything. They're not feeling anything, right? They're numb. Mm-hmm. Um, but but all I can say is that there's hope for everyone. Like if I could get better and... If, It's really impressive. There are so yeah. many good... Like, what is the name of this guy who... Uh, he was in one of the concentration camps. Oh, I don't know. Oh, he, brilliant book. Anyways, he was, uh, I know people know, it's really famous. He, people survived in the concentration camp and they lived a happy life afterwards. Yeah. And I don't know if people are aware what happened inside these concentration camps, but uh, then like, It's insanity. You can't even find w- words to describe it. Yeah. And I think if people can can go through that and live happily after that, mm. pff, we yeah. can. Uh, yeah, there, there is a solution is, for oh, everything. Yeah. There is hope for everything. A trillion percent. And of course, and I think also, and, and it doesn't help at the time, but we have to remember that we are like we sometimes of course we when we're suffering we lose track of the blessings we have as well like even even things simple things like access to clean water and food and and you know we like us you know we we we're, we're blessed to sit down every night as friends when we're together and have like a variety of different colorful foods and you know there are some people without water there are some people that lose children It, yeah 850 million yeah. people every day don't have enough. exactly yeah. so I, th- i think also counting your blessings and being conscious of it Oh, bro, they changed my whole life. Yeah. Because yeah. I was, uh, as I said, my father abused me physically. Same, yeah. A trillion times. And I always hated him mm. f- for doing it. Yeah. Till I, till I said thank you for all the good stuff he did. Yeah. Same, same so similar. There was the moment. So similar. I remember, similar. I think it was a book, I don't know. To- to- it was Tony Robbins. He only said this sentence. If you blame someone for all the bad stuff, you also have to blame him for the or good her stuff. for the good stuff. Yeah. And I was thinking, huh, okay, 
if that wouldn't happen, I wouldn't be so close to my siblings. Yeah. I wouldn't be such a strong human being. Yeah. I wouldn't... You wouldn't be doing anything that you're doing now. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, huh? Yeah. And I truly... Maybe it sounds crazy, but I felt grateful yeah. for my childhood. Mm. And I don't... I, I want to have the same childhood again. Wow. That's the only way I can deal with it. Yeah. Of course, I could sit there and like, oh, that's the worst thing and my childhood sucked and this and that. But does it help? Of course not. <laughs> like you said, you can find you can find light you can find light in any dark situation. Yeah, and that I think that's the key. Yeah. And then it's also perspective because. Yeah. There is always a human being who suffered more than you. Of course, of course, and also like like a hundred percent what you said, but also being strong enough to forgive. Like even if someone did do very bad things to us, like our mm. fathers, just the simple act of forgiving, it, it almost it's like it sets us free, as mm. well as building a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. It's what set me free with my father. Just being Same. like, I forgive you. I love you. Like, I understand where it came from. Like, he also had a very abusive ch childhood. Yeah, I was about to say... And he's also not mentally well himself. Mm -hmm. um, he tried his best. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Exactly. And uh, forgiveness and, and, and just understanding and putting your, taking yourself out of your own... Out of our own body and being like, wow, look, but where was he coming from? What what was he thinking? What did... What was he going through? Um, that helps to heal as well, right? Mm -hmm. Totally. Well, what is your purpose? My purpose in life, yeah, to eat as much tahini. <laughs> um, honestly, my you wake up really early, right? I do. Why? Well, like, what is the re? Just not every day. A lot, a lot of days I do because I sometimes I just want to get the most out of the day, and uh -huh. I I wanna. But why like, is that? I don't know. I, I I just maybe I mean maybe subconsciously it's because it's built into me pattern like when I was. Growing up, I had to wake up at 4.30 every morning because we were training at 6 a.m. And we had to eat breakfast first. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe a little bit is just instilled in me to wake up and work hard, whether it's physically or whether it's just like computer work. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe I still get some kind of satisfaction and I feel like I've achieved something out of that. Maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, but like I said, I'm trying to be more fluid to just go with the flow and not have so much structure. Even though structure is helpful, sometimes it can be detrimental if you have too much. Um... But yeah, my purpose now, honestly, is, like I said, I, I never expected for YouTube, like right now I am doing social, like, well, not, I don't really do Instagram, but I'm doing YouTube as my job. Um, and I never intended that to happen. It happened by chance. And I realized, wow, I love it. And I'm actually pretty good at it. And people enjoy it. My main purpose is to, if I can lighten up one person's day with my videos, then my job is done because I know that when I was at my worst, I used to watch certain YouTubers who used to make me laugh and that 10 minutes of laughter would, would save my life. So if I can do the same for, I know my, I know a lot of people watch my videos, but if I can do the same, for even just a handful of people, then my job is done, you know? Yeah. We have the same purpose in life. Yeah. It's called making other people happy. Yeah, exactly. A trillion percent. That was beautiful. Miles. Thanks a lot for your time. Thank you for having uh, me. Where can people find you and say thank you for this? They can... Honest, honesty. That was... It takes a lot to talk about it. Thank you. Um, yeah, they can find me YouTube, Healthy Crazy Cool, or Instagram, Healthy Crazy Cool. Or you can find me... In Austria. In, in Austria, a, in, in the hut. mountains, with Axel, <laughs> eating watermelon every day. 100%. So thanks for listening. 
And until next time, my friends. And I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. If you like this episode, share it on social media. Tag Miles, tag me, uh, so that we can say thank you. And yeah, maybe maybe we we help some people. I'm pretty yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. So thank you, everyone. Uh, it was a beautiful day already. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Thank it was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you.